Hey friend, I'm Hannah Lapsansky, and you're listening to the Moms Grab Coffee podcast, where moms share how they find peace and joy in the chaotic beauty that is motherhood. If you're stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted, come join us to fill yourself up with hope and wisdom from moms who are in it too, and who will always point you back to Jesus. Hey, what's up, friend? Normally, I have a mom friend come on the show to talk about her testimony and all the different ways that she's developed peace and joy in her motherhood. But today, it's just going to be me. I want to share a little bit about what I do when I feel overwhelmed. The holidays are right around the corner, and I love them. It is my favorite time of the year. But at the same time, it can feel really overwhelming and anxious. Maybe that's the case for you. And so I want to take a minute to talk about the five things I do when I get to that state. And I hope these are things that you can use right away uh, so that you can kind of decompress as you get into the Christmas season. All right, so the first thing is getting a hold of our thoughts. Now, conceptually, even theoretically, that sounds fantastic. You know, let's capture our thoughts, hold them captive, be able to filter the good ones from the bad ones. But I looked up how many thoughts we actually have a day and a study from uh, Queen's University in Ontario among psychologists found that we have 6,200 thoughts a day, 6,200 thoughts. So being able to capture them might really feel impossible, especially when we Uh, add emotions on top of that. These psychologists like to call these things thought worms. I mean, that kind of sounds gross, but if you think about worms, I mean, they're just going anywhere and everywhere, right? Squiggling everywhere on top of each other, below each other. I mean, they're just all over the place when you think about worms. And so if we think about 6,200 of them going through our minds all day, I mean, there's no way we can capture them all, right? Now, some thoughts are obviously going to be more dominant than others. But my point is, it is much, much faster to have a thought in our mind than to speak a thought out loud. Now, thoughts have huge implications over our emotions. I mean, think about yourself silently scrolling on social media. How many thoughts are manifesting into an emotion? So here's my first tip. When you feel overwhelmed, speak your thoughts out loud. Because when we speak our thoughts out loud, our minds are forced to slow down. They are forced to process what we are saying. And what that's going to do is allow you to really understand what is that thought that you're actually having? Why are you actually feeling overwhelmed? What is driving that? What is the actual problem even? In the computer programming world, when there is a really complex problem, what computer programmers tend to do is a method called rubber ducking. When programmers come across a problem in their code, for example, they will take a little rubber duck, place it on their desk, and explain the problem line by line in its most basic form. The idea came from a book called The Pragmatic Programmer, and and I am not a computer programmer, but I found this to be really fascinating. The fact that you're taking an inanimate object 
and you are forcing yourself to speak out what might be a really complex problem that you're trying to work out in your mind is uh, something that has been really successful among this profession. In fact, participants in a study made 78% fewer mistakes than participants asked to complete tasks by working things out in their heads. So thinking out loud can be a really effective way for you to slow your thoughts down, especially when they start spiraling in this overwhelming state. And if it helps you even more, using a rubber duck or another toy, because my gosh, don't we have tons to choose from with kids? If that helps you really focus and uh, maybe even act as a nonverbal soundboard to work through all of those thought worms, then do it. I encourage you to do it. Now, as you're speaking out loud and slowing your mind down and really focusing on why are you overwhelmed, I want you to repeat one truth that you believe about God out loud until your heart believes it. It could be a Bible verse or it could be a simple a statement of truth like God is sovereign, God is in control, God goes ahead of me, God is trustworthy, Uh, You could even sing a worship song, but do it until your heart believes it because your heart is going to follow what you say. Recently, I went to the polls to go vote because it was election day and I felt fine walking in. But as I walked out and got into my car, suddenly I felt like my heart was beating faster. I was starting to break out in a sweat I don't even know why, but suddenly it was like a freight train hit me and said, you need to be anxious. You should be worried. This could change everything for you and your family. And as I drove away, all I kept saying to myself was, God is sovereign. God is sovereign. God is sovereign. And after a few minutes, I could feel the physical effects of my heart slow down to a normal pace. I felt myself stop sweating and I was okay. You know, that that feeling of anxiety went away because I was telling my heart and my mind the truth. Yes, things can change from an election, but you know what? God is still in control. Now, if I repeated the phrase, God is sovereign in my mind among all of those other thought worms, I'm just not sure my physical body or even my mind would have embraced that truth to the level that it did. So that's why I think it's really important that you speak the truth out loud, with your mouth, with your voice. Point number three, give yourself grace and embrace your limitations. We all have them. I want to point you to a verse in John 9 that speaks to our limitations having a great and mighty purpose. Now, in John 9, it's all about Jesus healing a man born blind. And uh, the disciples asked Jesus, what did this man do to become blind? And in John 9, 3, Jesus says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. So what's that saying? Our limitations usher in God's power in our lives. It's okay that we can't do it because God can. So let's stop hating our limitations. Let's stop seeing them as things that we need to fight. 
Let's recognize their power to bring us to our knees that then ushers in the works of God in our lives. Next tip, actively look for God's blessings around you. What blessings, small or large, have you received? When I think about that, I think of Ren Collective's song, Counting Every Blessings. Do you know that song? It goes, I am counting every blessing, counting every blessing, counting every blessing. And it came on the radio recently, and I actually never listened to the radio anymore, but I happened to listen to it a few days ago, and that song came on, and I thought about my task list. And I'll tell you why. I create a task list every single day. And I'm putting even the most minor things on that task list, especially during my work day. Things like check email, respond to Joe, fill up water bottle. I mean, I want credit for every single thing. <laughs> so when that song came on, I thought, wait a minute, am I qualifying my blessings and filtering some out? When that song says, I am counting every blessing, it's not, I am counting just the big blessings. I am counting just the blessings that uh, not everyone else has. It says, I am counting every blessing. On the fantastic days, maybe it's really easy to recall all the blessings you have. But on those really exhausting, overwhelming, hard days, you might have to think a little bit more. But don't disqualify any of your blessings. A perspective shift that might be helpful to get you to really think about your blessings and everything that you have is to turn I have to to I get to. Making that tiny replacement in the statement suddenly turns everything into an opportunity. So instead of I have to do the dishes, maybe it's I get to spend some time to myself listening to my favorite podcast or watching a show. Instead of, I have to take my daughter to sports practice, maybe it's, I get to watch her grow and build this skill set and see her enjoy something that she really loves doing. Instead of, I have to work, perhaps it's, I get to work and stretch my mind in new ways. It might take some practice to get to an I get to statement for things that you really don't like doing. But keep trying, keep at it, because you might uncover a big blessing that you didn't even realize was there. And lastly, suit up in your armor each morning. And what I mean by that is preparing your heart for the day. There are three components to that. So first, reflect on yesterday. Start your day by looking back. Where did you see God's goodness and faithfulness? Just like I said about counting every blessing, God's demonstration of goodness and faithfulness may come in really, really small packages. And when you're reflecting, I want to encourage you to look beyond your circumstances because this is not about whether my circumstances have improved or not. It's not about... God being good only when our circumstances change for the better. This is about seeing God's goodness despite what we might be walking through. Did you receive a comforting text from a friend? 
Did your kids sleep in a few minutes so that you could drink your coffee hot? Record all of those moments down because that is going to be the foundation for component number two, which is prepare for today. What are you praying for and what are you believing about who God is? If you're feeling lost and discouraged, God says that he is present. He will be with us wherever we go. If you're exhausted and you need strength, God says those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. If you're feeling overwhelmed and you need peace, God says, give your burdens to me and I'll take care of you. Which leads me to the last component, and that is embracing biblical truth. Take a piece of scripture, write it down, memorize it, and speak it out loud throughout your day. Doing these three things has really helped me cling on to God throughout my day, especially when unexpected things pop up, which they always do. So try it out. You could take a piece of paper and write these three things down. So reflect on yesterday, prepare for today, and embrace biblical truth. Or you can get the template that I created and use every day. Just go to prepare.momsgrabcoffee.com to get your copy. All right, friend, that's all I have for today. Hope you try these tips out. I'd love to know what you think. Just drop me a note on my website or connect with me on my Instagram and Facebook pages. You can find me on both at Moms Grab Coffee. Next week, I'm going to be back with a mom friend, and that is Brianna Lambert from Looking to the Harvest. And she's going to talk about how the greatest lessons she's had about God were in the questions that were never answered. She has a really refreshing and comforting perspective on that. So if you struggle with unanswered prayers, make sure you're following and subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on it. All right, Mama. So I'll catch you again next time for a cup of coffee with a side of faith, wisdom, and hope. Hope.